Big Mike here with Hayes Entertainment. Oh man, this episode, it's a beauty. We got UFC legend Pat Cote, the Predator, with fighting in the welterweight division with a 23 and 11 record. You like what we're doing? You put your dukes up and hit the subscribe button. If you're looking for a mug, perhaps a hoodie, head on over to IonlyTouchGreatness.com. Hi, I'm Patrick Cote, and you're listening to Only Touch Greatness Podcast. We're the best, just like Dallas says, we're the best. We stay half the death, we're the best. Always down the rack, this haze and the damn, what you know about that? We're the best, just like Dallas says, we're the best. We stay half the death, we're the best. Always down the rack, this haze and the damn, what you know about that? Can't beat us, we MCs. I make cats run like DMC. My boy gets saved, it's the ENT. On a track, I blow like TNT. Hot boys like CMB. Girls spend the night like a BMV. I say what I want, I want what I say. Remain at the top, I'm the top of the game. The top Step the back, game. I come up quick, fast. So fast when I stop, y'all get whiplash. So what you wanna say today? Hate the game, dog. I'm the ace of spades. I'm called player, but it's not over. We're taking over the podcast scene in Vancouver. Get down or lay down. yourself i'm pretty good hey uh one thing before we start can we turn your camera the other way yeah there, there we go, go. <laughs> all right hey how you doing today i'm pretty good thanks how about you good thanks how's the weather out east freaking cold yeah <laughs> <laughs> big mike here by the way and this is ryan thanks for you what's up guys thanks for taking the time for us today pat we really appreciate it hey my pleasure man Gonna be fun. So we're just gonna start off here. Uh, you obviously grew up in uh, Quebec. Uh, what was life like growing up? Uh, you know what? I had a very uh, happy time when I was young. You know, I've been raised by only my mother, and I've always been in a professional, uh, you know, high-level sports. I used to play for the you know province of Quebec team of soccer. So uh, I, I never play hockey. You know, it's a shame. But I play I play soccer uh, for uh, for the, the the Canadian team too uh, when I was junior, and uh, when I joined the army after that I start to box and the rest is uh, history. Can you skate? I can I can. Uh, <laughs> I have better I have a better hands than uh, than skating. So yeah. <laughs> that's of course that's what's up. You're a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other sports did you play growing up? Uh, a lot, a lot of like soccer. Soccer was my my life when I was uh, when I was young teenager, uh, because I was on the elite uh, on elite level. Uh, I was I, I was full time almost. Uh, I was was going to school after that with practice and uh, you know almost tournament every every weekend. So uh, that was uh, that was soccer. And uh, when I was in high school. You know, I play I play any kind of sports like football, badminton, <laughs> volleyball, you know, all <laughs> kind of sports. Uh, but you know, uh, soccer was my the, the major part of my time when I was uh, playing sports. How did you get into fighting in the first place, and uh, when did it start? Uh, listen, uh, when I was young, I started to do uh, some judo with uh, my family uh, because two of my cousins was uh, in uh, you know university team. And I uh, started to do some, some judo with them just for fun. And uh, when I joined the army, I found uh, a boxing club. And, uh, you know, boxing was pretty easy for me. I don't know why, but I got it pretty, very fast. And uh, I fell in love with, uh, you know, kind of the, the fighting, 
you know, fighting spirit, fighting mentality. And uh, I, I found, you know, in Quebec City, I found you know, a team, a BJJ team it's called Team Union at that time. And, uh, you know, I fell in love with Jiu-Jitsu too. So, you know what? Uh, I start uh, my uh, first amateur fight, I think it was 1999 or 2000. And uh, I lost pretty bad, but, you know, I fell in love with the sport. And, uh, you know what, I made that uh, for uh, the next 15 years. Yeah, you definitely made the right decision. <laughs> yeah, can... yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. No, I made the right decision because, you know, when I was in the Army in 2004, you know, I decided to break my contract to start to try to, to live on that sport, to try to have a career in the, in the mixed martial art. And at that time, that was really underground. You know, that was not popular like today in 2004. So that was like jumping off the plane without any parachutes. And I was, <laughs> I know I took a, I took a big chance, but uh, you know what? It's, you know, I wasn't very, in a, not in a very, uh, I was in a, in a zone, not comfortable, but you know, at that time I, I found that, you know, it showed the best of me because I was, I had to, I had to perform. Yeah. If you could sit down and have dinner with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, good question. I don't know. There's so many, so many guys that I would like to, to talk because I have a lot of, not, I don't have idols, but I have some guys that I'm looking at their, their, their path. And just to talk with to them, you know, like I'm, I'm big NFL fans. And, uh, you know, I would like just to sit down with, uh, with Ben Favre and talk about, you know, all, all his career. You know, he's a warrior. You know, he, he, was, he was a worker. He was a blue collar. You know, and uh, he, he, that, for me, that was my favorite player. Uh, you know, I would love to sit down with John Daly just to yeah. take a scotch, you know, drink a scotch and talk to of golf because I'm a big golf fan. But yeah. uh, you know what? In, in, in fighting sport, I don't know. Um, you know, guys like, you know, maybe Mohamed Haley, you know, think, talking about how we, I was his mentality when he, when he, he fought, you know, he, he changed the sport so, so bad that, you know, this kind of mentality, it's one of a kind. So just to learn about how we saw the sport at that time, uh, different of all the other guys. So what's your football team? Seahawks. Oh, good choice. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. But you know what? You know, I, I, because, you know, I was a bit, really big Brett Favre fans and uh, fan. And, uh, you know, I used to like, obviously, the Packers for a long time. After that, I changed for the Vikings. I changed for the Jets. I changed for the Vikings. Uh, I wasn't sure for the Jets, <laughs> but yeah, I changed for the Vikings at the end. I saw his last match uh, in the New England against the Patriots. I was there. Uh, wow. And, uh, that, that's, that's when he got his job broken. And I was there. And uh, we didn't know that was, it was his last, fight, his last, uh, his last match. But uh, I was there. So I was like, okay, good. I didn't know, but I saw his last match of Brett Favre. So that was pretty cool. Uh, that is pretty cool. That, yeah. And after that, I was kind of lost. You know, I'd, I have any, any team. You know, I used, you know, I love football in general. I'm a big fan of NFL. And my friend uh, yeah. used to live in Vancouver. And he said that you have to come to, to Seattle. It's very close to Vancouver. We go almost every weekend. And I went down and I went to the stadium and I was like, whoa, okay. That, I, I fell in love with the, with the team, with the stadium, with the fans. So now I'm a Seahawks fan. Hey, that's good. I'm a Seahawks fan. I go to tons of games. Yeah. Like, like you say, it's a two-hour drive. I know good buddy of ours, George LaRocque. He, uh, yeah. He's a Seahawks fan as well. Big time, yeah, yeah. I spoke. To, I talk to him every week, and we talk about the, you know, the 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 football and uh, the Seahawks and how how the last match against Giants was so bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, I hope you know. I hope that you know next Sunday it's against the Jets. <laughs> I hope we're not gonna lose this one. No. <laughs> right, well, hey, hey my my team's not very good, Pat. So don't worry. Yeah, but at least you have the most beautiful helmet in the league. So that's good. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I had George LaRock on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking uh, we were talking Seahawks. We and we got we just started talking and we talked for a while just about Seahawks. Yeah, he's a big fan. You know, the, uh, he's a, he's a hardcore fan and I'm doing some radio with him and every time uh, we're supposed to talk about fight, we always end up talking about football and the Seahawks. 
Oh, so he must be doing the radio. Then I always see on his uh, Instagram stories of him at the at DJing. And... Yeah, exactly. That's the same. Oh, okay. Um, Who are the biggest I, influencers in your career? Um, I don't. I think it's it's all my training partners. Seriously, it sounds like cheesy, but uh, you know, you have, you have to understand that that was my job. You know, fighting was my job. So I was. Waking up, training, eating, sleeping, just thinking about fighting and training about, you know, the fight. You know, almost all my training partners, that wasn't their job. You know, the, the day after they're going to the, to the office or something like that. And at night they came, they, they were coming to the gym and, you know, they, they accept that I was punching them to the face just because they wanted me, me to, to, be, to, to be good, to, to do good. So for me, that was... Uh, you know, I always say thank you very, very much to, to those guys because, uh, you know, you can, you know, you are, you are alone in the octagon, but it's a team sport. You know, you can't be good if you're only in your basement hitting the sandbag. It's not going to happen. No, you need training partner and you have to take care of them. And uh, seriously, I don't have any idol. I don't have any model. Uh, for sure, I have some guys that I'm looking at their their path and what they did in the sport, like, like George, George is a close friend of mine. And, you know, I, I can see that, you know, if I want to show to a, a little boy, what kind of road you want to take to go to the, the top, George has the best for example, you know, he has, you know, he's, he, he's he kind of the perfect way, a perfect model just to, to follow the, the, the path. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is it's my team, man. It's uh, I've been I've I've been very faithful to my team. I've been my in my team for eleven years. I never change. You know, I, <laughs> I travel a couple of times around the world to train, uh, but I always came back in uh, in my team. And even even uh, when I fought for the title, and after that I got kicked out in the UFC, I was staying there because a lot a lot of people were said, okay, maybe it's time for you to to change. Uh, maybe it's not working. I was like. Man, I went to the title fight for, with those guys. It's not maybe not them the problem. It's me. I have to. I have to change something in my mind. I have to change something. They're they are there to help me. So I just had to talk to them and find the, the the problem altogether. And that's what I did. And I came back in the UFC in 2012, and I finished my career there. How long until you think GSP's on the hundred dollar bill? <laughs> what it says? How long till GSP's on the hundred dollar bill? Ah, uh, it's not enough for George at one hundred bills, man. He has to be on the one thousand bill. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's George money. <laughs> I can be on one hundred bills, but George has to be on one thousand bills. That's that's the difference between him and NMI. <laughs> yeah. Us and uh, us as Canadians, I know, uh, like we loved watching you and George St. Pierre and Rory McDonald, like. You guys were like our, our idols growing up. Those are the guys we watched. Like we watched you guys beat the shit out of people every <laughs> every UFC. And it was just so much fun. And like we're huge, huge, huge fans of George St. Pierre. We'd love to get him on here. We've tried so hard. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it's a dream. Yeah, it's, it's complicated. You know, George, it's not only George. It's GSP. You know, it's a trademark. And everybody want a piece of George. And uh, it, it's very, very complicated, but at the same time, it's for his own protection. Uh, I understand that this is, it, it's, it's another level. You know, people yeah. don't, don't understand how George is, because he's, he's from Canada, he's from Quebec, he's from St. Isidore, he, he speaks French. So people don't realize how big this guy is. He's a freaking worldwide superstar. He can't go anywhere you know, without any bodyguard. You can't go anywhere without any protection. People are going crazy all the time. And it's I believe not, it. It's not here in Montreal. It's around the world. So that's why it's so complicated. But at the same time, uh, he, he needs that. He, need, he, he needs a team around him that is going to protect him and because he has so many demands. He has so many uh, things to do. And it's, it's very, very complicated with, with to, to just to book the schedule. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, trust me, man. This guy, this guy is a, is a superstar. Is he's kind of uh, he, seriously probably is you know is famous 
famous level, probably at the same same level as Ronaldo in soccer. It's it's insane. People don't re don't realize, but I traveled with this guy. I saw some craziness of fans <laughs> around the world. I was like, man, this guy is like the Beatles. You know, <laughs> people yeah. was you know falling down, crying. I was like, man, that's insane. So that's that's why it's so hard to go to go George now. <laughs> I would love to see him beat the shit out of McGregor. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, maybe pro probably would like to, to see would like to see that, but uh, uh, it's never gonna happen. You know, yeah. it's it's not working for George because you know George has money. You know, everybody need more money, but he doesn't need more money. You know, if he's coming back, it's for the legacy. Uh, it's for to 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 mark his name in the history of that sport. And everybody knows that if he's coming back, it's only for one fight, one name. It's going to be for, for Habib. And Habib won this fight too. Uh, and it's, it's going to be hard to do that because George is close to 40 years old. You know, the, the, the time, it's running up. Uh, it's really bad. But the, the thing that me, I'm pissed off because I uh, you know the two biggest uh, rendezvous in mixed martial arts involved George. It was against... Anderson Silva and now with Khabib and both of this situation there's a good chance it's not, never gonna happen so I was like man that's that's so bad because two times it's in it's it's because it's George it's in this situation so it, I hope we're gonna find a way to to find to to do this uh this match this fight but you know what my my confidence not very high that would be crazy. That would be absolutely crazy. He would stun the world if he came back for one fight against Khabib. Like, he would stun the world. And, you know, I, I talked to George, uh, you know, almost, you know, every week. And um, when, when Habib, uh, his last fight, he, he got the retirement. He said that he was, he was going to retire. Uh, I was with him. And <laughs> he said... Motherfucker, I was like, okay. You want you want you want to fight? He said, I don't know, but the one thing I know, I'll beat this guy. I'm 100 oh. sure that I'll kick his ass. I was like, oh shit, man. Okay, you, because George is in super shape. You know, he's probably today. You know, he's not in fight shape, but even without to be in fight shape, he can beat almost half of the roster in the UFC. He's a one of a kind. He's like a Sidney Crosby of hockey. It's like. We're an athlete like that, uh, it's just it's you have one one guy like that every ten years. You know, hey Patrick, he's a, you should uh, he's a supernatural. <laughs> Patrick, you should uh, message Dana White that offer, man. That would be crazy. <laughs> they they would they would sell out pay per view everywhere. Yeah, but listen, listen to me. I, you know, I think about something, okay, and you you tell me, guys, if I'm crazy about that, okay? If I'm crazy, I'm thinking about that. You know, I said that here in French. In a couple interview and uh, in my podcast too uh, on RDS, I said, "Listen, uh, Nurmagomedov just bought a new MMA organization in, in Russia, and he changed the name of Eagle Fighting Championship. Eagle is his nickname, yeah. and he wants he want that promotion. He, he bought that for one million. You know, for him, it's it's nothing, uh, and uh, he bought for one million. And he said that I want that organization become very fast." You know, worldwide, you know, very famous worldwide. And we want to be on Fight Pass too. So we want to be like the the, the, the the step up for the fighters to come in my organization and going to the UFC after. But in my mind, I was like, okay, the UFC don't want to do this fight of George and Habib because it's not a win situation for the UFC. Because uh, first of all, uh, it's not going to be in a 155. It's going to be probably in 160, 162, or 165, whatever. Uh, they're going to pay a shitload of money of George and, and Habib. And they're not going to go get back the money because both going to leave after that. Right. So they're never going to fight again sense. after that. Yes. It does, doesn't make sense for the UFC to, to put all that money for only one fight. So in my mind, I was like, okay, if Habib wants his organization become famous very, very fast, his first event, boom, you have another option now. You put yourself against George in your own event, in a main event. That's, I think, for me, it's a common sense, you know, yeah. because both want to do this fight. George wants to do it. 
had they wanted to do it. If the UFC, they didn't want to do it. So now you have another option. So for me, I, I was like, all right, maybe I'm crazy to think about that, but there's another option now if they really want to do this fight. That would be sweet. <clears throat> Good way to get your brand off and running. Yeah, never no, I think I think that's it's a very smart business move, but at the same time, probably Dana is gonna fly fly his ass out to to Moscow or Russia to talk to <laughs> to talk to Habib and say, okay, we're gonna talk. Maybe we can fix something. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. But I think if the, if this fight happens, he has to be in the next six months because it's gonna be too late after that. Yeah, yep. and talking about two legends like that. What about uh, two boxing legends, Tyson and Roy Jones? Did you watch that fight? I watched, and uh, you know, I was I was very happy that, that about what I saw. Uh, I thought that would be like a circus, that would be like a nightmare. That's probably the only thing in that night that wasn't a circus. You know, that was that was a freaking music show. That was a concert. That was like weed everywhere. I was like, man, this is it's just a sport even, but there's a weed everywhere. Everybody's smoking. I was like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, the the, the, the fight before, uh, I don't even remember his name, the fight before the Tyson. I was Nate playing, Robinson. Uh, exactly. That was, oh, that was so a disgrace. That was so bad. I was like, man, I can't believe it. But, man, I'm super happy that I saw that fight. And, you know, both guys are over 50. They made yeah. eight freaking rounds. And at the end, even if that was two minutes, even at the end, I was trying to, to, to punch each other. That was, that was fun. And the thing that, I, that was amazing, it's we saw the same style that they used to be, you know, like yeah. 20, years yeah. later, 20 years before. You know, Tyson was like, okay, I'm going like that. And uh, <laughs> where John was hands down and tried to do some, some, uh, some some show some uh, some crazy some, some crazy dancing. things so yeah exactly so that was exactly the same same style so you know what it's uh, that was that was pretty cool you know I don't want to see it again but that was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> your your uh, your first UFC fight was against Tito Ortiz on four days notice bring me back to that one oh man that was um, that was big that was big because at, at that time I had uh, 24 years old. My first fight in the UFC, I was supposed to fight Marvin Eastman in the first fight of the prelim where there's nobody in the stand. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Tito was supposed to fight Guy Mesger. Guy Mesger got a stroke and they called probably the entire roster before they got to me. And everybody was already said no, because at that time, Tito was, you know, at the top of the food chain. No, he just, he was just losing his title against Chuck Liddell, but he was still, you know, the poster boy of the UFC. Yeah. So everybody, everybody said no, and the last guy on the list that was us, and they called us. <laughs> hey, you want to fight Tito in four days? Bah, why not? Okay, let's go. So that was that was that was something. You know, my first fight in the UFC was in the main event of UFC 50 against yeah. a guy who were on my screensaver. So that that's pretty uh, that's insane. And I'm the first uh, Quebecer who fought in the main event in the UFC too. George was on my undercard. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy that, to think that's of. Good. That, so that's good. That was the only time, but, but hey, it happened. Yeah, uh, we had a, so, we actually had Tito Ortiz on uh, a couple months ago now. And uh, yeah, he's a pretty crazy dude. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Bruce, especially now. Uh, he wasn't that crazy <laughs> at that time, but now it's, it's kind of like, uh, like kind of uh, everywhere. But yeah. you know what? The, the first, the I, I we took this decision, and that's the best decision I ever taken in my life. You know, today I have the life I, I have today. I had a career, uh, an amazing career in, in mixed martial arts because we accept that fight. You know, I lost the fight, but I won the night. You know, after that, everybody knew I was like, oh man. Who is this fat Canadian guy, man? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> was like, you know, who's this guy, man? And after that, I was like, okay, this guy, this guy can take a punch, and he has a big heart. So we're gonna, we're gonna see him. Uh, what's gonna be, what's gonna do in the future? But yeah, that was kind of, uh, that was really, uh, really crazy. And uh, man, he's he's big, man. He's huge, man. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was looking at the other side of the octagon. I was like, man, his head is so big. 
same time, at the same time, it's a nice target. But it's I was just so gonna huge, say that's a bigger man. target. <laughs> yeah, it's a big target, but it's so huge, and you know, he did he did some, you know, what he did the best, the grounded pound of me. I it's kind of like my great. buddy Ryan's nose. It's a big target. <laughs> hey, that's from hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's uh, that was that was great, and uh, you know, even if I received three hundred result in my face, I was still on my feet at the end, and uh, you know, I'm pretty proud about uh, what I did on that night. Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, mm-hmm. my favorite movie of all time. It's a very old movie, and not a lot of people know that that movie. But it's the first movie of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's no retreat, no surrender. It's very, very old. I don't know if you you know this uh, this movie. But I've watched a, a lot of guy, Van Damme's, but I, I can't think of that one. Is the first one that's that's the one who is doing the split uh, on the rope uh, in the ring, and that's okay. the, that's the, the the story of a young boy who's training with Bruce Lee, but in his dream. And oh. at the at the end of the at the end of the the movie is. Is uh is fighting against uh, against Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's probably one of the worst movie ever. But I watch that movie. <laughs> I watch that movie maybe one thousand times. It's I don't know. That's it's it's so bad that you want to see it again. <laughs> most, most, most of the time, the UFC guys will tell us uh, maybe Bloodsport. Yeah, it's it's even before Bloodsport. Bloodsport, it's a classic. You know, it's a, for sure it's a classic. Everybody said that. Say that that kind of movie for sure. Bloodsport, it, it's a, it's a classic. It's in my favorite movies. But you know, I like I like old stuff. You know, I like you know old movies like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, like Kickboxer. You know, Kickboxer. It's so bad. The fighting scene, so bad. But <laughs> man, that's good. That's that that's good. That's so pure. I don't know, man. That's that's me. <laughs> what was your favorite strike and submission? And what do you got going on there, by the way? Some Johnny Walker or what? Oh yeah, it's Friday night. It's uh, it's Johnny Walker, man. Friday night, just <laughs> chilling. Big week. I had had a big week. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what's that? What the question? Uh, what's your favorite strike and submission? Striking or submission? No, no. Either like, what's your favorite strike, and then what's your favorite submission? Okay, uh, but the striking, the striking, it's the over end. Uh, that was like kind of my signature move. I got uh, I got a lot of guy with my with my the, the overhand. I yep. was able to hide the overhand over the the jab of my my opponent. So it's just a question of timing. But I don't know I don't know why. But I got it pretty easy. And okay. for me that was that was that was my move. That was my punch. And even if you know my opponent knew it, I was able to land it. You know. So it's kind it showed that. I was that was that was my move, and yeah. submission. You know, I didn't I, I didn't got a lot of submission in, in my career. Uh, I had only uh, like a rear naked choke, but in in training, uh, I used to do a lot of uh, the Peruvian necktie. That that's okay. the one I, I, I like the most. It's 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 rare that you know guys doing that. You know, in the gym, yeah, you very that, rarely see that. Yeah, that's that's my that's my move. I don't know. I, I like that. I never had the chance to try it. In the real fight, I never had you know the position to to try it, but uh, I, I like that. I, I like this uh, because it's uh, it's a surprise for uh, for my partner. What was the best venue you ever fought? Oh, it's Mandela Bay. Mandela Bay in uh, Vegas. There's 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 a reason because I'm undefeated. Oh, over there, I'm four five four wins, uh, and you know there's a big difference. Just. On the other side of the street in Vegas, there's an MGM. I freaking hate this place. <laughs> I had three fights, I lost three times. So it's and when they said, "Okay, we're not gonna do any fight anymore," a fight in Mandela Bay. I was like, "Man, man, shit!" I was like, "That was my place." You know, I, I love that place. I love this this hotel. I love I love that uh, MGM. I, I hate it. And uh, you know, if I want if I want to be very very honest. Um, you know, fighting here in at the Bell Center in Montreal when it's jam packed, and you you're from here, it's it's insane. The roof is just explode. It's 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 something else, you know, because you felt, you know, I felt, 
you know, people, the crowd with me. They were singing song with my my family name. You know, there was there was there was something that you can't thinking. Yeah, you can thinking about it. Uh, and uh, and it's not true that you don't you, you don't hear the crowd. That that's that's a freaking lie. You know, <laughs> see if a fighter say that, it, he's lying to you. Because when I was fighting in Vegas and I was fighting against an American guy, I heard that guy around the, the octagon saying that uh, saying bad thing to me that uh, was I was bad and uh, you know you know screaming an insult to me. I was I was hearing that. So if it's a good thing. You heard that in, in Montreal here, like 20,000 people cheering your name. It's, it's something, uh, something's very special. That's awesome. We called out GSP for a fight. What about you? What about you coming out of retirement? Oh, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. Uh, Was there a uh, fight that you always wanted to happen that never happened in your career? Yes. Uh, you know, I, yes, I don't regret anything in my, in my career. I, I will do it exactly the same thing but the only thing i you know i would like to do it if you know maybe maybe at, at that time like fighting some guy from my time like uh carlos condit robbie lawler robbie lawler it's one of it's it came very very close that robbie and i shared the octagon together and just it didn't happen but it was very very close that would be probably my my favorite my favorite fight, Robbie. Robbie is one of my favorite fighters of all time. I'm a big, big fan of Robbie. And uh, that's why I wanted to fight him. I wanted to share the octagon with him because of his style. Because I know that will probably be a freaking war. You know, both will finish in blood and crazy. And <laughs> people will be on their feet. I'm sure of that. And that's, that's probably the, the, the only, not, not a regret, but. The thing that uh, I will try to do uh, to make it happen if uh, I had to go back one time. What will we find on your playlist? Man, any kind of music. I'm, I'm, man, I'm such a whore of music, man. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> it's, it's, it's everywhere. Uh, you know, I, I like uh, very. Uh, I like the old rock like Kiss, uh, Motley Crue, Scorpions. I saw Scorpions three times in show. I, I love that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, in, in the morning, I like to take my coffee and I'm listening like some, uh, some Yimura, some, uh, some piano. Uh, I, don't, I like some dance music, old dance music. Uh, so I, I don't have any, any uh, one style. I'm just like everywhere. I just, when I feel it, I'll listen to music I want. You've had, uh, you fought many of the UFC legends like Alves, Cerrone, Thompson, Silva, Lieben, Ortiz. Which fight sticks out to you the most? And who are the toughest opponent? I fought all those legends, but I lost every fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, every fight was special because, listen, uh, against Chris Lieben, the, the best memories... I had in my career, it's with that fight. Because when I fought Chris Lieben, that was in 2006, that was really, really a big fight. That was, that was hard. And I lost by, uh, by split decision. And after the fight, I was in my local room. I was devastated. I was so, so, so sad about the loss, but I was so tired because the fight was, you know, very high paced. And I was crying in my locker room. I was like, man, I can't believe I lost. And Chris Liebing came in my locker room. He sat down just, just the side of, of me. He put his hand on my leg. And we stayed there for 20 minutes with no words. Just, just understanding each other. And after 20 minutes, he just he tapped on my leg. On my leg and uh, he stand up and he left. No words for 25 minutes. <laughs> so that was that. That's the kind of uh, of souvenir I have of this of that fight. And uh, you know, I fought a lot of a lot of legend, but every fight it's it's different. Against Cerrone, that was my fight. Uh, that was the, the the turning point of my career. You know, I if I was beating beating him, I knew it that I was on the run for another title fight at one seventy. But uh, <laughs> he had a good night. I had a really bad night. 
So after that, I was like, okay, maybe it's time for me to to retire. And the different. And anyway, um, I, I used I prepare my after career. I was ready to 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 leave, but I wanted to leave on my own terms. I wanted to leave, you know, with with a, a good fight, not not the fight like Cerrone that he, he beat me really really bad. So against against Thiago Alves, a, a good friend of mine. I'm happy that my last fight was against him, against a veteran like that. Not against like a no a no name, you know, a newcomer who the UFC wanted to build him over my name. You know, I will I will take that very very um, very bad. But finish my career against disrespectful. Another, uh, maybe, uh, but I ever had I always had a, a a good relationship with the UFC. So my last fight against Thiago Alves, I knew that was my last fight, even if. You know, win or lose, that would be my. It was my, my last fight anyway. But uh, you know, I'll, I'm happy that that was against him. And you know, for sure, when I fought for the title, it was against Anderson Silva. At that time, it was unbeatable. And uh, yeah, you know, bad thing happened. Bad time. You know, my knee, my knee got. Uh, I injured my knee in that fight. But uh, hey, I fought with the title. Like no, what happened in that? What what actually happened with your knee there? I remember that fight very clearly. That you just all of a sudden went down and were holding your knee. Yeah, the ACL and everything just oh. blew up. Yeah, Nasty. it just uh, yeah. In the second round, I slipped on the logo in in the in, in the center of the octagon, and my yep. leg snapped. Oh, and I felt like I said, "Oh shit, man! Okay, something happened." I was like, "My, I can't believe it." The title fight, and I got injured. I was like, "Man." And uh, between the second and third round, I said to my my cornerman, I said, "Listen, my knee's fucked." Uh, and he said, "What do you want to do? You want to throw the towel? You want to do it?" I said, "Listen, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to to to, to go for the hell Mary. I don't know. I'm gonna try to do something." And uh, as soon I put all the weight on my right leg, you know, I felt my my shin and my knee came side to side, so everything oh. just <clears throat> explode. And uh, yeah, and uh, the fight uh, was done, but. You know what? I don't. It's okay. Right now, I'm in peace with that, and uh, I'm just saying that. Hey, there's so many fighters that their dream is to fight for the UFC title. I did it. You, you did know? it. I had. And you did. I, I, you did I, a hell of a I, job I, at it. Exactly. So that's okay, man. I'm still stunned. You got 20 minutes of silence out of Chris Lieben, and we couldn't get him to stop talking. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? After a fight, after 15 minutes. Of brawl and especially losing by split decision, uh, you 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 can't talk. You just yeah. I don't know. For me, I was just so devastated and you cry, man. I, I, me, I, I'm a big crier, man. I cry when I win. I cry when I lost. And I, it's just a full full load of emotion. And yeah. uh, it's it's so. I actually because, asked him yesterday uh, how much he dyed his hair, and he said all the time. So. <laughs> 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 it's uh because people don't understand it's 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 a lot a lot of work it's not because it's not just you take a guy you put that you put in in the ring or in, in in the octagon and he's gonna have a success if he's a street fighter or if he's able to just to to, to fight with his brothers it's not like that those guys are athletes now there's not they're not fighters they are athletes in a mixed martial art in 100 not in extreme combat. You know, there's athlete in the mixed martial art business. That's so, that's a big difference than 10, 15 years ago. Now, those guys are so, and, and, and women too, they're so good, so complete. There's Olympian champion going to the mixed martial art to make money. That's insane. You know, that, that's crazy. So uh, it's, it's a lot of work. And when you go and you fight and you lost, especially by a split decision, man, it's hard. It's hard to take. And you felt that you let down a lot of people. Hey, Pat, you obviously keep up with the UFC quite a bit. Uh, who do you think is going to win the main event tomorrow night? Oh, I go for with uh, Figueiredo. I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I love Moreno. I love. I hope. I hope Moreno. Okay, I'm gonna talk with with my heart. With my heart, I'm gonna go with Moreno. I love okay. that guy. He's super nice. He's one of the his fan favorites. He's he's a really nice guy. I met him two, twice and super nice guy. But you know, it's, I have I have to give credit to to uh, to Figueredo. He's 
He's he's uh he's good, man. He's good. He he's good. a finisher. He's a finisher. He's creative. He's versatile. He's he's well-rounded too. It's he's gonna be it's gonna be really 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 hard to take the belt from him. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna go long like like Demetrius Johnson, but yeah. I think uh he's gonna be he's gonna be there for for a couple of years. And who do you think wins the Mackenzie Dern and uh, Verna Jandaroba fight? Uh, I'll go with Mackenzie. Uh, even if they're going on the on the ground, I know uh, Jandarida is really really good on the ground too. She's a she's a BJJ black belt too. But Mackenzie Dern is just on another level on, on the ground. She's she's so aggressive. She don't accept to to stop the fight. She's always attacking, 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 and uh, she's another on another level of black belt. You know, you have black belt and you have black belt and she's, <laughs> she's there. Another fight I'm looking forward to is the, it's just a prelim, but uh, the Jared Vandera and uh, Sergey Spivak fight. I'm hoping Jared Vandera comes through in that one. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I like this guy. I like, uh, I like his style. You know, he's, he, he's always going forward and this guy like to fight. You know, you can see it. He's not, he's never going for a safe fight. And uh, me too. I like I like this fight, uh, and I hope he's gonna win too. And last one, Gavin Tucker or Billy Quarantilo? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough fight, but I'm going with uh, with Tucker. You know, I can't go against against a Canadian boy. I like I like Tucker. I never met him, but I like him as as an athlete. I like him as a as a as a professional fighter. Uh, I like his style. He's he's so you know his movement is so model. It's really hard to catch. And uh, yeah, I think it, he's uh, two wins or two wins in the world now. So yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's in a, a good run. And uh, I can see him, I can see him being, uh, being a, a contender one time, maybe in two years, maybe. He, can, he, has a, he has a skill to do that. Okay. What's your favorite piece of memorabilia that you uh, collected over the years? Like, is there a glove of somebody else or your shorts from your first fight? Or I don't know. Uh, I have. Man, I have a box that my wife wanted to put in the trash <laughs> because she, she was like, you never go in that box. So, yeah, but if I want to go in 10 years, it's going to be there. You know, there's, there's my first my first UFC gloves, my my first UFC shorts. I have a short that I remember some kind of a, a fight, especially against Kendall Grove. Kendall Grove, I have blood on my, on my short. They're yellow. It's disgusting, but... Man, that, that was a big, big win for me when, when I fought that Kendall Grove because it was supposed to be the next superstar. I knocked him out in the first round. And it started really my, my run to have a title yeah. fight after that. Uh, you know, posters. I have a, I have a shitload of posters. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, not, that's not even fun. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I have a hard time just to let something, something go. You know, it, all, all the little things remind me something good in my career. And I agree. Sometimes I, sometimes I just have to to let to let something go. Even just the the pass, the backstage pass. <laughs> I have maybe fifty backstage pass, and it's you know. It's, but to you, I don't but to that. you that, but to you that means something. And like I'm the same way. Like I don't like throwing things out. Like if it's a memory, it's a memory. I know we had Chris Lieben on yesterday, and uh, when we asked him the same question, he didn't give a shit. I don't think he has anything left. Oh I, man, I would like to be like that. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't, I can't. I don't know. I, I I like to keep my stuff, so we'll see. And you know what? I have I have two kids now, and when they're gonna be like teenager, uh, I will be able to show. I hope they're gonna be interested to, to, to see that. But I will be able to to show that uh, to them and just talking about what I was doing before, because they 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 will never know me as a fighter. They will know me as a businessman now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool just to talk to them about what I was doing before as a professional athlete and show them you know a couple of stuff. What are you up to these days, Pat? Pardon me. What are you up to these days? Oh, uh, actually, since 2008, I'm the uh, the official French voice of the UFC. I'm, I'm yep. commentating the the, the fights. Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a lot of. Um, 
a lot of conference uh, around around the, the province of Quebec. Uh, now a little bit less because of the pandemic, but I'm doing a lot of Zoom uh, about uh, resilience and motivation. Uh, I'm doing some acting stuff here uh, in French Montreal. I just passed a big audition for a big, big American movie. Uh, oh, really? So we'll what is what's, it? What's going to happen? It's, uh, it's a metaphor. Uh, it's okay. called Metaphor. It's a, it's a serial killer the trailer. So we'll see what's going to happen. And uh, I'm doing a lot of uh, acting stuff here. So I love to do that. I have a, I have a CBD company that's going pretty well with, uh, with uh, Canadian health care. Uh, I'm doing a lot, a lot of stuff, and uh, but that that that's what I was preparing. And, you know, I just launched my second book, and it's very, it's going very, very good. So yeah, I'm doing like like you, <laughs> like you said, of all like, trades, like you you're doing see, everything. I'm doing a lot of thing. Uh, I can I can tell you what I'm doing. I don't know. I'm doing a lot <laughs> of things, but I I don't have any. I don't have a title about what I'm doing now. I like the two jerseys hanging on the wall behind you. It's tough four. It's the 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 comeback season. When I was there, I went to uh, I went to the final, and uh, I was on the gray uh, the gray team with Matsera and uh, Dean Thomas, Chris Lytle. Uh, so it was uh, that was fun. Seriously, that was fun. And in 2013, uh, I had a chance to coach on tough when uh, with the uh, Team Canada when uh, it was Tough Nations. Canada against Australia. Yeah, I remember just, that. Yeah, we just swept that season. That was uh, that was not even funny, and uh, but uh, that that was fun. And uh, you know, it's a, it's very it, it's simple. It's more simple to be a contestant in that in that show than being a coach. Coach, you have to to prepare the the training. You have to you know it, to be to be a contestant. You just you train twice a day and you eat a freaking for for. <laughs> For uh, 40 bucks uh, steak every night, you know, you can, <laughs> that was, doesn't matter. So, uh, but it's a, it's a great experience. What's uh, Roy McDonald up to these days? Do you talk, touch to him, talk to him much? Sorry. I don't know. He's, uh, he's on PFL and I know PFL season will, will uh, start back in April. I think so. Uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm close with uh, Mercier. He's, uh, he's just signed with PFL that didn't fight yet with PFL. Uh, and suppose the season's supposed to go to uh, start back in April. And uh, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna, what's gonna happen. I don't know the next, uh, the next tournament, but it's kind of, we'll see, uh, we'll see uh, what's gonna happen when uh, in April one's gonna come back. Who are some, uh, can you give us three names of some up and coming uh, UFC Canadians that are gonna be? Title contenders. Um, uh, actually, Akeem Dawudu is is really really skilled. Uh, I hope he's gonna go on on the winning streak. Uh, and right now he's on the winning streak, but I hope he's gonna be able to to get some you know uh, really flashy finish. That's yep. what he need now. Uh, but he has the skill to be a really good contender. Gavin Tucker, super style. Super, uh, super good, this guy. And um, he's not Canadian, but he speaks French. Uh, Cyril Jan, for me, is, is probably the next, the next heavyweight champion. He's from France. And he's fighting Saturday against, uh, against uh, Junior Dos Santos. And yep. honestly, you know, I know Junior Dos Santos. He's not a friend, but I, I know him. I met him, you know, maybe 10, 15 times. Super nice guy. But I truly, I think, you know, seriously, that is going to be a walk in the park for Cyril Gann. It's going to be well, I'm putting fast. money on it then. <laughs> it's, it's going to be too fast. It's going to be too light. It's going to be too powerful. Too, it's going to be just too much for, for Junior De Santos. And it's... Uh, He's getting old. It's getting old. He's on three losing streak to, uh, and three knockouts. So it's it's bad, and in in and uh, you know in heavyweight, especially in heavyweight, yeah. when you can't take a punch anymore, you're done, man. You're another, done. Another yeah. guy you missed, I personally think is really good, is uh, Tanner Bozer, the bulldozer. Yeah, Tanner Bozer. Yeah, and you know what, Tanner has the personality to become a really superstar too. He's so he, he don't give a <laughs> shit. No, I like. I like I, I like him like because he's he's a real yeah. he's a real guy with his mullet with his like his, 
I don't know. He has a, he, he's a character, and uh, can be um, can be something good. Uh, he's good I, shit. We had him yeah. on uh, right yeah. before his first UFC fight, and uh, he's awesome. I think he was yeah. our first. He was all. He was also our first UFC guy. I think he was. He was. His last fight was against, was against Arlovsky, uh, and uh, I think he showed too much respect to Arlovsky. That's why he lost the fight. He was so too, too shy in this uh, in his uh, in his fight in this fight, and uh, that's why that's why he lost because Arlovsky didn't do a lot much. No, I thought fight. he won that was, and Bozer's, Bozer's usually way more aggressive and like right yeah. in your face and coming at you. And I feel like because it was Arlovsky and being such a UFC veteran, he kind of shied away, kind of shot away. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought too. And uh, because he had the skill, he had the, he had the talent to beat that guy. But, you know, you fought under Arlovsky. You, you have to, to disconnect your mentality and thinking that it's not the John Arlovsky, but it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Pat, I just want to uh, thank you very much for taking the time for us today and coming on and chatting with us. We've been big fans of yours, and we still are. We obviously still oh, yeah. see you on the UFC network. Um, can't thank you enough. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That was, uh, that was fun. Thank hey. you very much, Pat. I appreciate it. Take care and have a good night. Fill that drink up. That was fun, guys. All right, All right, right take care, buddy. Guys. Have a drink for me. Cheers. I will. I will. All right. That was a good episode. Yeah, fucking. That guy's a beauty. Like we, it was a long one. We were like talking back and forth. Like oh, I didn't even have a chance to make a drink because we were right. We started five minutes early, so I haven't even had a fucking sip yet. Oh man, that's not a bad thing. Fuck, oh. you didn't say anything stupid this time. I didn't say much this one. I know yeah. we're saving this too. By the way, talk to you later. Have a good night. Talk to you. <laughs> <laughs>